0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Ion Icon. It's been a while since I have gone around the ecosystem and interviewed some of our builders, and today I'm kind of very excited to have Brandon back on the show. Second time. Welcome,
1: man. Thank you. Thank you. How's it going? Yeah,
0: good, good. So today we have you on for a different project, and I'm, I'm excited to, well, I've already taken part in the pre-sale, and I'm excited for you to break down what your new project's about. Do you want to first tell us, who you are, and then intro your project?
1: Uh, sure. Yeah, my name is Brandon. Um, I've been a uh, part of ICON for uh, about the last five years now, over five years, um, a little bit before decentralization. Run the Foundry Box Media Node um, and the P Rep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've done a couple projects, worked on a few things in the ecosystem, but uh, the newest thing is uh, this Anonis Victus, and truly my baby.
0: In honest Victus. Okay, so even David was getting it wrong.
1: Ha-ha, <laughs> 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 score.
0: <laughs> All I, the community it, picks on me and the way I say names, so haha, <laughs> Take that, Jack.
1: <laughs> it, it could be that I pronounce it incorrectly,
0: too. You know, uh, what? you know what? Don't you start. Arken did this to me as well. Like uh, Before we started the podcast, I went through it with him. How do you say your name? He's like, oh, there's no real way to say it. And then everyone obviously criticized the way I said it because there was a real way to say it, apparently. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times, good times. No, okay, cool. So tell us a little bit about your project. Uh, I'm keen keen to know an overview of what it's about.
1: Yeah, so um, Anonymous Invictus is aimed at uh, basically kind of uh, merging a tabletop gaming experience with NFT and blockchain technologies. Um, and kind of what that means is what uh you would consider a tabletop game would be games that some people might be familiar with that are kind of based in uh Warhammer uh or Mage Knight. Uh things that you would take you would play kind of like a, a board game um at your table with several other people. Um but in this particular case, uh you know, it would be by kind of leveraging collections of NFTs that you've purchased um that you can use in the game itself.
0: Yeah. So okay, so uh, you you're merging two genres? Is, is that what like two two like your dra- d dra- dungeons and dragons kind of thing, but with your pieces and all that is kind of NFTs. Is have I is that kind of a terrible Yeah, thing? yeah.
1: No 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 no. So um so in the, this particular game, it would be like you have a collection. Sorry, my dogs. No um, you have a you oh, have a collection show. of uh, of units that you would you would get um, mm-hmm. through asset pack purchases or trading, mm-hmm. um, and these would be playable pieces um, in a player versus player match um, where you draft fleets of ships um, with each piece having various, you know, stats and capabilities that define how it plays within the the game mechanics. Um, and so it's like a turn-based turn, you know, turn for turn combat game. Um, you know, and, and you could tweak it and make it as customized as you want, um, because of the nature of, you know, tabletop games. Um, but you know the the standard format would be like a death match between two players with equal equal fleets or you know different different compositions but um, matched fleets in terms of power or whatever. Um, so yeah, that, if if that yeah. kind of helps, yeah, and, it up uh, a bit.
0: that does. So so uh, ha- when do you anticipate? So at the moment, you you've got a, a sale going on for the packs. Is that correct? <laughs>
1: Correct. Yeah. So currently um, what we have uh, available that our launch um, on August 19th, a little over a week ago now, um, was to really kind of introduce the project, introduce the first set of units, um, ships, uh, you know, kind of how the stats work, uh, get the gameplay rules out there. Um, it's certainly playable at this point. A lot of the stuff needs to be refined and tweaked. Um, you know, overall, this project is intended, or this phase of the project is intended to kind of provide a platform for the future of the, you know, the growth of the um, game itself, um, which is multi-phase. You know, as you kind of alluded to. Um,
0: well yeah. how about this why don't you take us through the phases because uh, i'm keen to understand like i have some quick fire questions i want to get at you like you know will the nfts be upgradable and how would that work if if that's the case but before i jump to conclusions uh, do you want to talk us through um how many phases and in each of the phases what you anticipate to happen
1: yeah, so we uh, we launched our phase one, which was basically the introduction of the everything, like I mentioned. And we're uh, just now kind of entering our phase two development, which is focused around uh, providing and expanding um, the, the blockchain features. Um, so the most prominent of those will be a gamified staking mechanic where... Um, we're going to basically allow players to use uh, their ships to form fleets, something we're calling task forces internally, um, to uh, basically lock them, you know, as an NFT and participate in kind of daily mini games. Um, the, the format of that is still kind of in design, but ultimately it would it would provide everyone an opportunity to earn void tokens by leveraging their ships. Um, and they would play through, um, you know, different, different formats of like mini games. Um, so online. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: correct. Yeah. And, uh, there there'll be some other features, you know, we're going to expand some of the online features, like adding an auction feature or a ship swap, um, and an offer mechanic, uh, expanding some of our our void liquidity uh, functionality, which is actually what we're working on now to provide more use and value to the void token. Um, and ultimately, the void token is meant to be kind of paired with the whole experience and allow you to um, leverage and access the various features, both in game and kind of out of game. Um, you know, as time goes on, we'll be adding features such as as an example something that's actually coming relatively soon mm-hmm. would be able like a tier for tier ship swap where if you you know you have multiples of one ship but don't have another you can swap a ship for a like ship in the same uh, rarity category and that'll cost a small amount of void um and later we'll we'll look at upgrades for um in-game items and vanity items and things like that once once we have something you know playable out
0: okay okay cool so let, let's let's zone in on the void token so you, you've listed okay. you know essentially it'll be used as a mechanism to swap shifts between players what what are what the use cases um, do you anticipate the void token having um,
1: so, So uh, specifically in the gamified staking mechanic, uh, we're looking to um, actually have the ships take damage um, that will need repair. Um, That'll be kind of like a burn mechanic on the token. Cool. Um, And there'll be also a planned feature for adding or upgrading ships with modules um however modules will only kind of affect it within the game mechanics you know wouldn't be that you're necessarily upgrading your template but that you would upgrade it for its capability within um the gamified staking mechanic and later you know in a in a player versus player match kind of setting um and that way um you know ultimately you could leverage so it, it gives people customizability or customizability over their ships a little bit you know based on the modules they swap in and out or whatever
0: uh, are they like permanent buffs or do you is it like you know play three times and then it wears off and then you have to uh, re-spend
1: uh so we're actually looking at kind of a combination of both okay. so um yeah you know if, if uh and based on the rarity um so we're, we're planning on having modules be kind of like an nft feature um as well so uh, some of that stuff still kind of you know in design and it hmm. may change of course but uh yeah. Yeah, lots of ideas.
0: Okay, cool. So then, uh, the, I, I like that um, with the void token. I see what you're saying here. So swapping, but also you anticipate it being used for upgrades, where it, it then burns the token. Now, while while we're on the token, what are some ways to get get your hands on the in-game currency? That that's almost what it's what it is, right?
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's it's. I would like to call it more of like a platform currency, yeah. um, because you know. Uh, this whole project isn't really just one type of game. It's meant to be kind of a collection of experiences. Okay. Um, but ultimately, uh, right now you get asset or you get void tokens with each purchase of an asset pack, and that'll continue until there's a limit. Of 5 million tokens or a supply of 5 million tokens.
0: Um,
1: but the whole, the token, you know, supply and demand is dynamic in some ways similar to the, you know, the icon kind of ethos. Um, so the idea is that there is no max supply, but that it'll be balanced out by kind of a supply and demand in terms of how it's used within game mechanics and platform mechanics. Um, and, uh, you know, and and where it, when it's purchased, yeah. you can also you can also get some on balance. Uh, it's listed. It's got a relatively low liquidity at the at the moment, okay. um, which will continue you know to increase over time.
0: And, and, and oh, your ahead. node, yeah. So you have you kick spun up a node, and is there voting bonuses or anything like that going on?
1: Uh, so yeah. So we we spun up a node, um, and the intent uh, we're actually working on the uh, smart contract currently to manage the distribution of tokens. Um, And that will hopefully be live in the next week, Mm -hmm. uh, at which point people will be able to earn rewards um, in terms of void tokens um, purchased by the node rewards um, and distributed to node stakers. And uh, one thing uh, that hasn't been entirely talked about, uh, there's gonna be several incentive categories that are based on asset pack sales, um, secondary sales on marketplaces, uh, and some of the void token usage uh, will be redistributed to several categories, as a matter of fact, um, including node voters.
0: Yeah, okay, okay, so you're gonna use node rewards to buy from the LPs, is that what you... Yeah,
1: yeah yeah so similar to kind of framed yeah. uh you know their their project uh, has the uh protocol owned liquidity mm-hmm. uh which i i thought was a fantastic idea so congrats to them on on that you know approach um the uh yeah the node rewards will be used to purchase um almost you know 75 percent of the node rewards will be used to purchase from balance mm-hmm. uh the void token back um from from the exchange and uh 50 of the total of those will be used in liquidity support i believe so i have to have to look at yeah, the yeah. No, distribution I, I, so I, I, it'll I, be I, but uh and then a portion of those will also be burned to help manage the supply of the token yeah. um and you know keep keep a price there um yeah. So yeah, so we're working on that. It's uh, there's we're looking to have an announcement about that in the next week or so, um, with a little more detail on exactly how all that will work. Cool,
0: so, oh, that's yeah. exciting. Okay, so that, that's the token covered. Now we've also talked a little bit around the online state with your mini games and how you envision with modules and NFT upgrades, and obviously how the void token comes into that. But right now we're in phase one, and I suspect the offline. Is is the offline gaming is probably more in focus and within everyone's reach with all the packs they've been buying. So, can you share some insights there in terms of? So at the moment, is the board like uh, I read on the website? You need to have a bit of a map, the board that you'd play on. You envision you'd want players to play offline. They could print their ships. Uh, how, how do you? How does all that work? Could you talk us through it?
1: yeah so um you know kind of standard i mean anybody who's familiar with tabletop games would probably kind of you know get this um but i understand a lot of people don't it's a relatively kind of niche you know area so um you know typically uh you know 70s 80s kind of was like there's like a era of tabletop gaming tons of games came out they all have these formats but um you know generally you have some sort of battle map and you can get these online but um you know, the, the end goal would be that we would be able to provide, um, you know, either for sale or for print, um, you know, appropriate sheets that can be used. Um, but ultimately, yeah, you would need a sheet and you can use uh, tokens um, that are either printed, which we're working on, you know, providing for the ships uh, currently. Um That, uh, to track like ships and their orientation on a hex grid map. Um, and then you would, of course, need a copy of the game rules and, uh, your ship sheets and, with those, you would be able to, you know, play through a successful match. But I will say that that's ultimately that's kind of like the most crude starting point that we can have for this project. Mm. Um, so a lot of what we'll be doing over the coming weeks and months will be to build tools for that are kind of that bring. A cohesion to the digital and the tabletop experience, yeah. and so one of those things that we you know that we started with is um, if you own a token now, you can go to the ship sheet, and you have kind of like a a very simple you know ship kind of schematic yeah. that shows all the stats. Um, so one of the next phases for that piece of the site will be to actually develop a tracker. Where you can add ships to a tracking sheet and track their various you know uh hit points and weapon damages even roll them um and so the intent will be that you can keep that instead of having to print a ship sheet you know to, to manage your yeah. your ships okay. um so uh and that's just one you know there's several several things that we're looking to kind of expand that experience um and make you know bring the tabletop gaming experience kind of into the now rather than you know 20 years ago kind of thing so uh,
0: so do, do you like when, when i hear when i first read in my head i kept going to is this one of those uh, projects where you hope a future state tabletop hold your phone and the um ar avatar appears over the map of your ship
1: so yeah so <laughs> it's funny you bring that up because yeah it's um one of the like a few years ago I was involved um with some friends and some some acquaintances, you know, acquaintances, professional acquaintances, I, I should say, um, to try and kind of build a uh, a version of like a tanks game that was a uh, AR enhanced, you know, it'd, like it would show up on the tabletop. And I've always been inspired by that experience, and I absolutely love the the concept of doing that. So, yes, I mean, in in short, I would love to see this kind of go into that realm in the next yeah. couple years for sure. Yeah, um, okay. and I it Well, absolutely.
0: Cool. So next week, got it.
1: Yeah, oh, yes,
0: <laughs> that, That's cool. That, look, that definitely first thing that came to my mind, the eventual evolution, especially of the tabletop style, would come to that. Um, but cool. So, when, in terms of, um, I'll keep coming in on with the board and stuff like that. When do you anticipate having a template available for people to kind of go to? And is there a dice or some mechanic involved in terms of how the players determine, you know,
1: um yeah yeah so yeah the 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 basic mechanic is um that you would have your your ships and and some sort of you know token trackers for the ships Mm -hmm. uh you also have to track uh torpedoes and aircraft which are like you know you would have like a token track for those which we're working on you know kind of getting something out for people to use um uh, as i was saying you know some physical way to print them or even Mm -hmm. order them um but uh the, and, and dice will be generally involved if you're playing, you know, the most, you know, kind of back to the future version of a tabletop game. Yeah. Um, so it's all dice based. And that's kind of where the random element comes in. Um, you know, you. You would need a standard set of gaming dice to play, play that tabletop. And, and, of course, some friends, you know. So yeah, it's uh, hard to hard – yeah. <laughs> a couple people interested in, you know, taking that adventure with you. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, and, and you've got your own Discord, right? So, uh, we do. So fans off, off-board games and stuff, if you want to experiment and kick things off, can actually connect via Discord and, and get started. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Cool. Now, the lore. We've talked about all these things. I've, 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 told, I've found out about the game, future state, current state, AR state, tokenomics, but I haven't asked you about the law. Could could you? Do you want to talk through what what when someone looks at it and goes and reads, you know, the synopsis and goes, "Oh, this is this is going to hook me in."
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, I will I will be the first to admit. Um, the the lore is kind of a ongoing work in progress mm-hmm. kind of thing, um, mainly because you know this this is meant to be an interactive experience, so it's not like you'll play through a story mode. However, w- our intention is to kind of introduce story elements um, through the ships and through our upcoming gamified you know staking mechanic, um, and that will help kind of frame the experience of what we're calling the Vega sector and what happened and what's, you know, kind of led to its current state of, you know, flux and war and all these conflicts in which players, um, you know, Obviously, they can take on any role that they imagine, but uh, are what we, you know, would consider maybe mercenary outfits or, um, you know, for hire types of uh, organizations that are, you know, doing these missions and um, one-off experiences or whatever for, for compensation. So, um, I, I don't have anything specific that I would say in terms of the story, other than um, that, you know, we're we're kind of leaving it. Open um, and looking to fill in the gaps through different interactive experiences um, to frame out the the story. So
0: okay, okay. So my, my experience with board games of this style, well, apart from the traditional, you know, normal family board games, um, everything else comes from Big Bang Theory and um, Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> and the, yes. And the takeaway was, uh, while there's a you know Dungeons and Dragons kind of lure. Uh, Everything else was kind of created by the head person who kind of, you know, they created their scenarios, a story and off they went. So that's the vibe I'm getting here. Kind of you've got a theme overall, but then it's when people get together, they create uh, the story that happens through the game they play.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's the thing is, you know, with, with collaborative games that tends to be kind of the focus, um, you know, some, some people really get into it for the mechanics, but a lot of people really get into it for, you know, there's like a storytelling opportunities. And as an example, you know, you may get people that will tell some story with like a game that that's as technical as this, you know, it's like, Oh, you know, this particular fleet of ships, you know, happens upon a, you know, a a derelict in space and this is what unfolds or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of like the typical scenario I would see growing up, you know, with some of my, my more creative groups and friends that would play similar games. Um, so, cool. Yeah.
0: So, do do you do you hope, or like, when you think about it, are you hopeful that you see people create their own unique stories and put them up so other users to play through
1: and things? Like uh, yeah. That? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, um, you know, that's one thing we want to work on facilitating. Mm -hmm. Um, Already, some people have asked, well, hey, can we, you know, similar to what Gangster Bed is doing, can we like add stories to our ships or, and so I love that kind of stuff. And we'll definitely be looking at, you know, at providing that kind of uh, feature set. Yep. and I think uh, one thing to kind of expand on that a little bit is you know we're we're leveraging something called the open gaming license for our gameplay rules mm-hmm. um, which if you're not familiar with that is is you know similar to like the MIT license for programming. Uh, where it's kind of like open source. And in terms of, you know, you're allowed to reuse it, to modify it, as long as, you know, you're not trying to distribute it as your own. Um, ultimately, it's meant to be flexible and changeable. Um, so that's kind of, you know, we'll be releasing and publishing it, you know, officially in the future, and it'll be under that license. So.
0: Okay, cool, cool. Right.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. L- lots of exciting stuff on the horizon. So now, Brandon, before before we caught up, you, you told me about Alpha. And everyone
1: knows I love a lot
0: of alpha. (laughs) I feel like you've given me a lot, so uh, I'm scared to ask. Is there more?
1: There, there it is, yeah. So I mean, it's, it's kind of like uh, there's, there's two parts. Um, so one was, is in relation to what we're doing with our token liquidity. Um, you know, so um, kind of going back to that a little bit, I mentioned that there's some incentive categories we're looking at actually providing an incentive for um, some of the NFT owners uh, that would apply to the limited and distinguished ships. Um, so that'll be coming out with the rest of the mechanics, um, shortly, which will include benefits for supplying liquidity to balance pools mm-hmm. as well as, uh, voting for our node. Um, and those incentives will include kind of kickbacks based on purchase sales, um, now and, you know, in the future, um, and some of the mechanics as well. So, um, that's one piece, you know, I, I, I kind of touched on it, but the other is in terms of um, what we're looking at for the implementing the, the playable digital version of the game. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a lot of that's still in design. I'm, I mean, we're, we're early in terms of that, but um, I, I think we've kind of looked at uh, something called board mm-hmm. which is a Node.js platform specifically designed for hosting, uh, online ver- basically versions of board games that's very flexible and uh it looks like we're probably going to leverage that toolkit um to build uh a playable web version of Anonymous Invictus um there's... online so oh yeah okay i've kind of
0: sorry i didn't i wasn't being rude i was actually no no uh, yeah uh,
1: cool. and what what's cool about this is that yeah. um you know we we have every intention of uh, of kind of developing a a feature rich you know like triple a version of a of a game um, but that's obviously kind of on the horizon in terms of what would be playable and so if we leverage something that's built on an open source platform that uses a kind of standardized uh, information sharing uh, mm-hmm. which you know, is what this whole toolkit's for, Uh, we can actually leverage the gameplay mechanics and programming across different visual platforms. So we wouldn't necessarily need to reprogram if we wanted to, say, build this in Unity, if it leveraged the same, you know, the same stuff on the web, which is a huge a huge benefit and you know we're still looking at at a long-term time frame at least a year year and a half but i'm i'm hoping that we can have something playable um and testable sooner than our roadmap is indicating right now
0: cool is this is this what i have on the screen Um,
1: yes yeah
0: yeah yeah. okay okay cool cool I, i get what you mean then you're building off something that exists and can get it out on more mediums later on as well isn't it
1: yeah yeah and and one one other benefit is that you know if we if we build it so that you can play, um, which I mean, obviously, if the, the plan is to build it so that it would be like a web version, you know, that um, you could play from any any web capable device, um, that would almost seamlessly integrate with like a preferred client type, you know, uh, where like it might be a Unity or a desktop game, um, and uh, allow a similar experience with players playing on both platforms at the same time. So um, I'm sure there will be some challenges in terms of the technical, you know, um, requirements for that. But yeah. uh, after kind of a, a review of the board game IO platform, I, I really think that's the way to, to go forward with this. So, yes, Yeah, I don't know.
0: That, that's awesome. A, a lot of thought has gone into future plans as well. So uh, that, that's yeah. also something I'm getting off our conversation today. Cool. Okay. Brandon, is there anything... That we haven't. I know we jumped a few places, but uh, overall, I've gotten a real good picture and idea of of the project and where things are heading. I am I'm particularly excited. I mean, I, I love the board game aspect. I am excited about the um, when the web based functionality gets built in. I think, um, yeah, for for me, I'd love to just click a few buttons you know, destroying yeah. people. And, um...
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, ultimately, I mean, it's, it's hard. It's hard for people to play a, a tabletop game just because it legitimately, it takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's involved tracking all this stuff. I mean, we would play. So, so I, we didn't necessarily touch on this, but this is kind of heavily inspired by a game called silent death, uh, which is a early nineties, late eighties era tabletop game. If you were, were to take the time to go look at it, you would find a lot of similarities in terms of the way it plays with Anonymous Invictus. Yeah. Um but uh those those game matches would take hours. I mean sometimes multi day, you know, kind of thing. So we're looking to kind of bring that into the digital space to make that much more seamless and enjoyable for everybody. So um yeah. that that we're excited for that too. That that'll be the fun part.
0: No, no, same, same. And and your entire everything you envision, you're envisioning it all running on Icon, right? Um, it's predominant. Yeah, yeah,
1: actually. Uh, yeah, no, so Icon will be our home. Um, you know, all the, all the NFT technology and the backend um, functionality will be Icon-based. Um, we are definitely going to be looking at, you know, bridging into different networks, um, expand our reach. Um, but, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, uh, it's built on Icon and it's going to stay there. So, yeah. Um, but uh one of the biggest reasons for that too is because of the you know coming capability with btp and the bridge and um it's much easier to start where the bridge starts rather than waiting for the bridge to come to you kind of yeah, stuff you know yeah, so yeah. yeah i understand awesome yeah. man uh
0: anything else
1: um no i mean overall i think uh you know that was we, we touched on everything we wanted to um Oh, actually, there is one last thing, and you know, this is something that will be coming hopefully before the end of the year. Um, is we're looking to also provide an experience for people that don't really have an understanding of how crypto works mm-hmm. or have an interest in the crypto side of it. Um, by kind of abstracting away the crypto wallet side of it and letting people log in, trade, and buy their you know, um, ships and play the game with just email and login. So that'll oh, be another okay. thing, too. So, yeah. Yeah. So
0: so they'll email, log in, and then they just buy like with
1: fiat. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Um they I mean they'll have the option to use crypto um mm-hmm. and it'll it'll you know ultimately will will provide the tools for them to onboard to use crypto and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um it'll all use the same marketplace. Um it'll just be that if if you don't care to or don't want to Ah, uh, the platform will manage the you know the wallet for you, and uh, you'll have the option to switch it out with your own later or whatever, so
0: cool, cool yeah well, yeah that that is super exciting. Uh, so uh, overall, if people haven't, make sure you check out the website extremely detailed um, plan of roadmap uh, in different phases. I notice you've been keeping it really up to date every time you cross something off. Which, which was like, I was browsing through it. I, I quizzed you a little bit earlier before we started recording, but overall I just loved the presentation and a clarity of the roadmap and everything you have planned for the project. Um, and while you're there, if you haven't already, why don't you jump and grab a pack? Not financial advice, but um, I love, <laughs> yeah. uh, I know Brandon, you've been from day one, a, a supporter of Icon, a builder on Icon. Um, and it was great to just see when you were launching this project, uh, I know you went for CPS funding, but what I also loved about it is every aspect. You went for CPS funding; it got rejected a couple of times because there was so much going on after CPS had just come back online after a hiatus. And at the same time, though, your project was looking to give back when it did sell. You know, um, what you've been selling a percentage goes back to CPS. How much? Do you mind if I ask, Brendan? How much um, as part of the sales does uh, uh, does it go back uh, to
1: CPS? Yeah, no, of course. Uh, Yeah. So every, um, every asset pack sale, uh, seven and a half percent, uh, goes back to the CPS. Mm. Um, and so we did receive the funding eventually for the 25,000. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously we'll be keeping that in place at least until we pay that back for the seven and a half percent. Um, but probably forever. Um, I mean, we can make that work. Um, and we love the community enough that, you know, unless there's some dire need to keep the project funded, we will, we'll always be doing that. So,
0: yeah. yeah. No, look, that's fantastic. I, I've been quite vocal, even in my latest um, weekly news. I had a bit of a rant, but I, I've been loving the new trend that's been emerging, where we have validators thinking, rather than p reps thinking, okay, well, we've got this opportunity, kind of create a validator that um, uses the inflation portion ba- to aid the project and the icon ecosystem overall that they're working on. And two, if they have gone to CPS for funding, it's, it's an, I feel it's just a great look for, for teams to value it and go. How can we give back to what has helped us kick things off? Uh, so, and that give back just goes to fund more people doing more things. So, um,
1: exactly. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, what I love. I mean, it was. You know, it's an it's an easy decision. Um, just because you know I've I I've been in GaiaCon for so long. I love it. I, um, and wanted to see this network grow. And yeah. I think that's a good way to do it. Yeah, no, love
0: it. Um, I'm glad you're doing this. I'm excited to see. Well, next couple of weeks, there's going to be a few announcements, as you've said, and I'm excited to see how things evolve.
1: Absolutely. Looking forward
0: to it. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Until next time. Absolutely. Thank you. Cool. Everyone, um, please like, share, subscribe. I hope this has uh, kind of given you a bit more of an overview around what this project's all about. Uh, remember, not financial advice. Thanks, everyone. Take care.